0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Tax Smart Real Estate Investor podcast. And today we're going to speak about passive losses versus net operating losses also known as NOLs. We're also going to discuss whether net whether or not a net operating loss generated in the year you're a real estate professional is still a net operating loss in future years even when you're not a real estate professional. But before we dive right into that, a quick word from our sponsors. If you're a do-it-yourself landlord managing rental properties, Landlord Studio is made for you. The software helps landlords simplify income and expense tracking. With their easy-to-use app, you can digitize receipts, record income and expenses in real time, generate reports, and even manage leases and tenants. Plus, Landlord Studio makes late rental payments, and bank visits a problem of the past with secure online rent collection. Get the rent paid directly to your bank account, and you can even automate rent reminder emails and late payment fees. Landlord Studio is also the best way to stay tax-compliant. They offer a range of financial reports including Schedule E and Supplier Expense reports designed for tax time. You can learn more about Landlord Studio and start your 14-day free trial at landlordstudio.com/cpa and use the coupon code realestatecpa at checkout to get 25% off your plan. Again, that's landlordstudio.com/cpa and use the code realestatecpa to get 25% off your plan today. All right, and we're back. Okay, so if you've been listening to the Tax Smart Real Estate Investor podcast for a while now, you're already aware that passive losses Uh, that are generated by rental real estate can only offset passive income from other rental real estate or other sources. So the question becomes, what's the difference between a net operating loss and a passive
1: loss? All right. So we have passive losses and we have net operating losses. But when we are talking about net operating losses, what we really mean is we've already already achieved non-passive losses, right? So we've already gone through section 469. We've already We've already gone through the passive activity loss rules. We've are, we, we have a short-term rental that's non-passive, or we, we own real estate and we are a real estate professional and it's all considered non-passive. So, so we've moved beyond the passive versus non-passive, and now we have non-passive losses that are going to be claimed against our income. So that's the main difference between passive losses versus net operating losses. You're not going to have a net operating loss that's passive because that would, just be called, that, that would just be called a suspended passive loss, right? So if I have losses that are in excess of my income, but they're all passive losses, then that just becomes a suspended passive loss that I carry forward indefinitely. But if I have non-passive losses and those non-passive losses are in excess of all of my income, then what I have is called a net operating loss. So net operating loss only exists when I have losses, non-passive losses in excess of all of my other income. And to kind of think through this, you would think through a form 1040, right? So I've got all my wages, all of my business income, capital gain income, got all my income reported on my form 1040. Well, if I then take out all my deductions and if I also take out that net operating loss or sorry, the non-passive loss from rental real estate, so income minus deductions minus my non-passive loss, if my deductions and my non-passive loss exceed my income, all of my income, then I'm gonna be left with an excess loss, and that is called the, um, uh, the net operating loss. So I can claim a net operating loss or I, I can wipe out my income, Now, and then any excess net operating loss is carried forward. uh, And you can take 80% of taxable income. So if I have a, let's say I have 100K of total income, 150K of total deductions, and non passive losses, I have a $50,000 net operating loss that's going to carry forward. And I can use that $50,000 net operating loss in future years, but I'm limited to 80% of my taxable income. So if in future years, my taxable income is 100K. I can use the full fifty thousand dollars. But if it's only fifty thousand dollars in future, my, my taxable income if it's only fifty thousand dollars in future years, I can't use my full fifty thousand dollars net operating loss. Some of it will still carry forward to next year. So what we're going to dive into now, and Tom's got Tom wants to talk about real estate professional status in the years of net operating losses. Uh, versus forward years. So I'm going to let him kind of talk about that. But before he does, I just want to briefly touch on the excess business loss rules. So the excess business loss rules are found in section 461L. And they came into effect in 2021. Technically, earlier than that, but the CARES Act that was passed during the pandemic uh, delayed the start date of section 461L. In section 461L, we've talked a little bit about it before but it, it's basically a cap on the business losses that you are able to claim. And it's limited to income, to your total business income plus 250,000 or plus 500,000 if you're married filing a joint. So if my business income was $1 million, that's net income, not gross. So if my net business income was $1 million, this is also after we pay ourselves W-2. So if you're running an S corporation, this is reduced, right? Your, your W-2 wage is not considered business income. So net business income from the business after all W-2 wages have paid have been paid, let's say it's a million dollars. My my business loss my, and my total losses that I can claim from other businesses or from real estate by doing cost seg studies is going to be $1,250,000 if I'm single or $1,000,000 $500,000 if I'm married filing joint. So you take my million dollars net business income and you add 250K and, or you add 500K to that if you're married. And all that's doing is just showing you the total loss, the total business loss that you can claim from other business sources. Now, I want to kind of add add a little bit more flavor here because some people might be going, why would you have $1.5 million in business loss? But let's assume I do net a million dollars my business income or in business income, and let's say that I go and I buy a uh, five million dollar uh, apartment complex, and I put I put a million dollars down on that five million dollar apartment complex. Uh, I can do a cost segregation study, and I might be able to claim a one point five million dollar tax loss in the year that I buy that five million dollar apartment complex. So. If I can claim a massive tax loss, the next question, this is after my passive loss rules, after the non-passive loss rules. The next question is, do I have business income to claim my $1.5 million tax loss against? And in this example, yes, I do. I have a million dollars of net income, so a net business income. So I can add 500K to that since I'm married and I can claim the full $1.5 million tax loss from my rental real estate cost segregation study. But let's say that my million dollars is actually a W-2 wage. Let's say it was 400K of actual cash wages and 600K of RSUs. Total is a million dollars that I earned via my W-2. My business income in this example is zero, right? because I don't have, let's assume I don't have any other business income. I have a million dollar W-2 wage, but that's not business income. So my business income in this example is zero dollars. So when I buy that $5 million apartment complex, when my spouse qualifies as a real estate professional, uh, and when we get this $1.5 million tax deduction, thanks to bonus depreciation, uh, or this $1.5 million tax loss, thanks to bonus depreciation, now so I've, I've passed section 469 that's that's in the rear view now i've got this 1.5 million dollar tax deduction uh tax loss and now i'm looking at my 1040 and i've got a million dollars of w-2 income but the problem is section 461 l says that i can only claim 500k of excess losses excess business losses And the reason that I'm capped at 500K in this example is because my business income in this example is $0. My W-2 income does not count as business income. So in this example, I've got a million dollars W-2 wages, and I can only claim 500,000 of my $1.5 million tax loss. And again, to summarize the excess business losses you can claim, you can always net out the business income that you've received, the net business income that you've received. So if I create a business loss via real estate professional status and or, or short-term rentals, whatever, if I create a business loss that's non-passive, then the next question is, can I claim that business loss? And I can always claim that business loss against net business income. But when I run out of net business income, then I'm capped at claiming any additional loss I'm capped at 250k if I'm single, 500k if I'm married filing joint. So if I have no business income, I've got a $1 million W2 wage instead, then the maximum business loss that I can claim is $500,000 because that would be an excess of $0 of business income. So this this excess business loss rules really need to you really need to pay attention to them if you're a high income earner or if you you've received large amounts of capital gain because you're liquidating something or stock or whatever. Uh, and you're thinking that your, your real estate losses are going to eliminate all of that, um, you really need to be careful. You, you really need to go through some planning and make sure that the way that you think it's going to happen is actually how it's going to play out. Cause we've, we've seen people get trapped by this already. You know, we're only, we're only 15 months uh, or sorry, 18 months into, um, into these rules being active and we've already seen people fall into the traps with high W2 wages thinking that my real estate losses are going to be able to offset all of it, but then finding out that my real estate losses, even after I've done all that hard work of getting out of section 469, getting around the passive activity loss rules, still my losses are capped at 250k if I'm single, 500k if I'm married, filing joint.
0: Right, right. And we do see that a lot and it is indexed for inflation. So I believe it is a little bit higher in 2022, but the concept is still the same. You're not going to be able to necessarily wipe out everything. And that can be a surprise for people. Now, another question we do get, we get this a lot, and um, is what happens when you have a net operating loss, you qualify as a real estate professional, right? So real estate professional, if you listen to this podcast, um, basically allows uh, losses from your rental, your long term rental properties to become non passive, in the year you qualify as a real estate professional, and the real estate professional status is an annual test. So each year, you need to spend more than 750 hours in a real property trader business and more than half your total working time in a real property trader business to qualify. So let's say you do that. You meet those requirements and you have a net operating loss. So you you go out, you buy a bunch of properties, you run a cost seg study on them, you increase uh, your depreciation expense, you have this massive loss that wipes out your income. Or wipes out, you know, enough of your income five hundred and forty thousand, whatever it is this year, for the excess business losses, and now you have this net loss, this NOL that's going to carry forward, right? What's going to happen there? And um, the big question people always say is, well, what if I have this net operating loss and say next year or the year after that, so on and so forth? What happens if I do not qualify as a real estate professional in those years? Right? Is that NOL still able to offset my non-passive income in those future years? And the answer to that question in short is yes, because once you have a net operating loss, it's going to be carried forward as a non-passive loss in the future, regardless of you know what happens in past years, right? So the answer, the short answer to that question is yes. Now, there, we also have a, uh, a tax court case, Lama's versus for Commissioner, uh, TC memo 2015-59, where this was confirmed to be the case uh, that NOLs are non-passive. Uh, so uh, there you have it. The bottom line is to summarize If you have a net operating loss generated in the year that you're a real estate professional, it's going to be non, it's going to be an NOL, it's going to be non-passive. And then when you carry it forward to future years, it's going to continue to be non-passive in those future years, regardless of whether or not you are a real estate professional in those future years. All right, if you have more questions like this, you want to learn more about real estate and how it how it works, go ahead and join our free Facebook group taxsmartrealstateinvestors.com. Over 10,000 members in there. Great conversations taking place every day on topics just like this. So we'll see you over there, and you can access that by going to www.facebook.com/groups/taxsmartinvestors, or just searching for us, uh, tax smart investors on Facebook. That's it for today and we'll see you on the next episode of Tax Smart Real Estate Investors.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs.